1963, Eric Bowersfield, who was the director of Berkeley's Drama and Literature Department of radio station KPFA-FM, for 31 years, produced a horror program that scared the bejesus out of me. Bowersfield titled his series The Black Mass. What was really scary was him as an actor, his voice using it as if he had gone mad, coming back from the dead, frothing at the mouth, talking like a woman, totally losing it. Much like the famed actor of film and a considerable amount of radio, the one and only Peter Lorre. Some of the shows were incredibly frightening, others not so much. But you never knew until you heard it. Bowerfield created masterful productions of Poe's Telltale Heart and Lovecraft's The Rats in the Walls. Stories from Bram Stoker, Herman Melville, Ambrose Beers, Lord Dunsany. The sound effects in the Black Mass series generally contained bassoon and sitar music, and then there was often waves and the wind, a fairly common ingredient in radio horror stories. And then there was the echoing voices, spoken as if the character was in a tunnel, a dark stairway, or even a darker cellar. The more of any of these sound effects, the more frightening the story. On this track, you're going to hear how the Black Mass works. The story that you are about to hear was broadcast on August 14, 1964, on KPFA, KPFK, Los Angeles, Berkeley. A Country Doctor by Franz Kafka. Jack Nessel was the creator. Larry Madden. Eric Bowesfield was the adapter, producer, and performer. Pat Franklin. Bernard Mays. John Whiting was the technical producer. And Peter Winkler was the composer and the performer. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program with a rebroadcast of the Black Mass. A Country Doctor by Frank Kafka. My name is John Lovering, and I thank you for your time in listening to this podcast. It's much appreciated. And now, do not expect quite to understand the story you are about to hear any more than you or your analysts quite understand your own nightmares. In answer to numerous requests for something by Franz Kafka, here is our adaptation of his story, A Country Doctor. What a perplexity. I, I should be starting on an urgent journey. Seriously, the ill patient is waiting for me in a village ten miles away. But between him and me, a thick blizzard fills all the wide spaces. I have a gig, a light gig with big wheels, exactly right for our country roads. Muffled in furs. Uh, my, my bag of instruments in my hand. Uh, 
I'm in the courtyard all ready for the journey, but there's no horse to be had, no horse. My own horse died in the night, worn out by the fatigues of this icy winter. My servant girl, Rose, is running around the village trying to borrow a horse. But it's hopeless, I know it, I know it. And I stand here, snow gathering more and more thickly upon me. More and more unable to move. Hello? Oh, there's the girl now, uh, waving her lantern. Horse who would lend a horse at this hour for such a journey. Oh, I can see no way out. What good is walking about here? Now there's the pigsty. Pigsty. Empty for over a year. A damned old door almost off its hinges. <laughs> Inside, uh, uh, steam and smell of, of horses. A dim stable lanterns uh, swinging from a rope. A man, uh, a man crouching. An open, uh, blue-eyed face uh, crawling out uh, on all fours. Uh, what else is in the sty, I wonder? Well, you never know what you're going to find in your own house, do you? <laughs> yes, that's a good one. <laughs> you, you never know what you're going to find in your own house. <laughs> oh, oh, look, look. Oh, look at that uh, Enormous creatures. Uh, uh, how can they get out? They're, they're beauties. Oh, I think they'll make it. Uh, see, see, they're squeezing out of the door. Sheer strength of... Oh, what bodies they have. Ah. Uh, Oh, that did it. Sear and clear. Sear and clear. Oh, there I need some help in the harnessing. Uh, Rose. R Rose, give him a hand. Hurry. Uh, yes, Rose. Uh, you give me a hand. All right. <laughs> what shall I do, then? Do. Come on, come on. Oh! Hey, hey, here, watch this. Watch this. Oh! oh. Hey. Me. Look at my cheek. Oh, you brute. Uh, let me see, Rose. Let me see. Oh, yes. The two rows of teeth. Blood prints clearly defined. Uh, you brute! Uh, do you want a whipping, do you? Uh, on the other hand, uh, the man is a stranger. Uh, I cannot imagine where he's come from, yet of his own free will he's helping me out when everyone else has failed me. There he is tying the horses up with the gig. Uh, no offense there. No, oh, no, no offense. No. Uh, Oh, uh, a magnificent pair of horses. Fine. Yes. Fine. Here, uh, help help me up. Uh, uh, but but I'll drive. Uh, you don't know the way. Uh, of course you'll drive. I'm not coming with you. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm going to stay here. Rosie. No! Oh, hey, no! Rose! Rose, wait! 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 No. Listen, you're coming with me or I won't go. Urgent as my journey is, I'm certainly not going to pay for it by handing the girl over to you. Wait! Wait! You let her alone, do you hear? Hey, stop! Stop! Uh, stop! Uh, I can't, can't see him through this storm. The snow, we're almost flying. The snow is blinding all my senses. 
moment, it seemed as if my, my patient's farmhouse had opened out just before my, my courtyard gate. I'm already there. The blizzard has stopped. Moonlight. Moonlight all around. Oh, the patient's parents. I can't understand a word they say. Uh, oh, the sick room. Oh, the air. The, the air is almost unbreathable. It's, it's stifling. The stove is smoking. Why doesn't someone open a window? Stupid people. Uh, uh, oh, but, but there. Uh, there's my patient. Uh, uh, oh, a boy. A young fellow. No clothes on. Gaunt, vacant eyes. Hmm. But without any fever. Not cold. Not warm. Doctor. Uh, uh, oh, he, he, he heaves himself up from the feather bedding and throws his arms around my neck. Let me die. Please, let me die. No one heard, I think. The, the, the parents are all leaning forward silently, waiting for my verdict. Uh, boy, don't clutch at me so. Please, please let me die. Ah, oh, yes. In cases like this, the guards are helpful. Send the missing horse. Add to it a second because of the urgency. And to crown it all, provide also a groom. Oh, Rose. Oh, with that brute. Oh, oh, what can I do? How can I rescue her? How can I possibly pull her away from under that brute ten miles away with a team of horses I can't control? <laughs> ah! Someone must have must have loosed them from the gig. How could they have opened the windows? I suppose. There they are, each one at a window. Their 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 heads stuck through, watching the patient. Or maybe they're summoning me. Maybe they're summoning me. I, I'd better go back at once. Wait. Huh? You're dazed by the heat. Let me take your oh. coat. Just wait. Here. Let me pour you a glass of rum. Uh, no, thank you. Not now. Oh, stupid old man. How, how does he get the nerve to be so familiar? Uh, I suppose he, he thinks that just because he's, he's offered his treasured rum. Uh, now, now he thinks I'm sick. In the narrow confines of his silly thoughts, that's the only possible reason for refusing. Uh, and that, that woman. Uh, I suppose that's the mother. Why is she beckoning? She wants me to look at her son. Well, I'll listen. His breast shivers under my wet beard. Well, just as I thought, young man, you're quite sound. Something a little wrong with your circulation. Your mother's been filling you with coffee, eh? Well, you're quite sound, and you ought to be shoved out of bed. But I'm no world reformer. So I can only let you lie. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm only the district doctor and do my duties as well as I can. To the point where it becomes almost too much. I'm badly paid and yet generous and helpful to the poor. Ah, oh, I must still see that Rose is all right. And then the boy can have his way. Ah, oh, and I, ah, oh, I want to die too. What am I doing here in this endless winter? My, my horse is dead and, and not a single person in the village will lend me another. I have to get my team out of a pigsty. If they hadn't chance to be horses, I would have had to travel with swine. That's how it is, that's how it is in this silly family. Oh, they know nothing about it and if they did know, they wouldn't believe it. To write prescriptions is easy, but to come to an understanding with people, that's hard. Oh, well, this should be the end of my visit. I've once more been called out needlessly. But I'm used to that. I'm used to that with my night bell. The whole district has made my life a torment with that bell. But that I should have to sacrifice Rose this time as well. Lovely, lovely Rose. Oh, she's lived in my house for years almost without my noticing her. That sacrifice is too much to ask. Oh, this stupid family, this stupid family. Well, with the best intentions in the world, they couldn't restore Rose to me. So what's the use of blaming them? Look at them. Oh, what a sight. Oh, what's, what's the matter with that mother? I suppose she's disappointed in me. Why? What do people expect? And the sister with her blood-soaked towel. Well, what am I to do? Oh, maybe, maybe uh, I should admit that the boy is ill after all. Uh, poor lad. Look at him. Smiling a welcome. As if I were bringing him the most nourishing invalid broth. Oh, those stupid horses! I, I suppose that noise was ordained by heaven to assist my examination of the patient. Uh, let's see, lad. Let's have another look at you. Um, oh, wait a minute. W wait a minute. I, I was wrong. You are indeed ill. Uh, an open wound in your right side, uh, near the hip. An open wound as big as the palm of my hand. Hmm. Rose red. Many, many variations of shade. Dark in the hollows and lighter at the edges. Softly granulated. Irregular clots of blood. Open as a mine to the daylight. Ah. Oh. But, but, but now that, that I look closer, ah, a further complication. Oh, poor boy, poor boy. Oh, worms, worms as thick and as long as my little finger. Rose red and blood spotted, wriggling from their fastness in the interior of the wound towards the light. Worms, with little white heads and many little legs. Oh, 
poor boy. Poor boy, you, you are past helping. You are past helping. I, I have discovered your great wound. This blossom in your side has been destroying you. Poor boy. Poor boy. Uh, your family at least is pleased. They see me busy here. Your sister tells your mother, and your mother tells your father. Your father is, is telling several guests who are coming in. Look at them, look at them, walking on tiptoe, trying to keep their balance by, by stretching out their arms. Fools, fools, what, what a family, what a family. Doctor. Oh, yes, boy. Doctor, will you save me? Oh, poor boy. You are blinded by the life within your wound. Doctor, will you save Oh, that is what people are like in my district. Always expecting the impossible from the doctor. They have lost their ancient beliefs. The parson sits at home and unravels his vestments one after another. But the doctor, ah, the doctor is supposed to be omnipotent with his merciful surgeon's hands. Well, as it pleases them. I have not thrust my services upon them. If they misuse me for sacred ends, I let that happen to me, too. What better do I want? old country doctor that I am, bereft even of my servant girl. Uh, uh, and the family and the village elders surround me. Uh, they strip my clothes off me. Uh, uh, what's that? Oh, outside, a school choir has gathered, with the teacher at the head of it. What are they singing? Listen to them. Strip his clothes off, then he'll heal us. If he doesn't, kill him dead. Only a doctor. Only a doctor. Uh, uh, the family stares at me, standing here naked before them. But I am composed. I look back at them, my, my fingers in my beard, my head slanted to one side. I am altogether composed and equal to the situation. <sighs> but it seems to have done me no good. They, they take me by the hands and feet and carry me to the bed. They lay me down in it next to the wall on the side of the wound and leave the room. Oh. Oh, the bedding is warm around me. The, the horses' heads in the open window waver like shadows. You know, I have very little confidence in you. Why, you were only blown in here. You didn't come on your own feet. Instead of helping me, you're cramping me on my deathbed.
I'd really like to scratch your eyes out. Uh, you're right, it is a shame. And yet I am a doctor, I am a doctor, what am I to do? Believe me, it is not easy for me either. Oh, come now. Am I supposed to be satisfied with this apology? Uh, I suppose I must be. There's nothing I can do about it. I always have to put up with things. A beautiful wound is all I have brought into the world. That was my sole endowment. My young fellow, your mistake is you have not a wide enough view. I have been in all the sick rooms far and wide, and let me tell you, your wound is not so bad, done in a tight corner with two strokes of an axe. Uh, many a one prophesies sight and can hardly hear the axe in the forest, far less that, that it is coming nearer to him. Is that really the truth? Or are you deluding me in my fever? Oh, oh, it's the truth. It's really the truth. You can take my word of honor as an official doctor. All right. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Oh, poor boy. Poor boy. Oh, but, but now it's time for me to think of escaping. Ah, the horses, the horses, uh, my clothes, uh, my, my fur coat, uh, my, my, my bag. Oh, I'd better not waste time dressing now. Now I'm only going from this bed to my own, so to speak, if the horses get me home as fast as they got me here. Uh, uh, into the gig with my stuff. Oops, oh, 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 my, my fur coat is only hooked on by the sleeve. Oh, well, good enough, good enough, good enough. Now I'll get onto the horse. Ah, uh, uh, now, now, gee up. Come on, gee up, gee up. Come on, oh, uh, come on, gee up. Uh, come on, uh, gee up. Come on, uh, you're crawling along. Slowly, slowly, like old, old men. Through all this snowy waste. Oh, oh, what are they singing? What are they singing? Oh, be joyful, all you patients. The doctor's laid in bed beside you. The doctor's laid in bed beside you. Uh, 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 never shall I reach home at this rate. My flourishing practice is done for. My successor is robbing me. But in vain, in vain, for he cannot take my place. Uh, in my house that disgusting groom is carrying on with Rose, his victim. Oh, I don't want to think about it anymore. I don't want to think about it anymore. Uh, Naked, exposed to the frost of this most unhappy of ages, with an earthly vehicle, unearthly horses. Old man that I am, I wander astray. My fur coat is hanging from the back of the king, but I cannot reach it. And none of my limber pack of patience lifts a finger. 
Betrayed! Betrayed! A false alarm on the night bell once answered. It cannot be made good. Not ever. It cannot be made good. Not ever. That was A Country Doctor by Franz Kafka. The part of the patient was played by Larry Maiden. Bernard Mays played the groom and Pat Franklin was Rose. The part of the country doctor and the several characters in Oil of Dog were played by your host of the Black Mass, Eric Bowersfeld. The technical production for both stories was by John Whiting and our Black Mass theme music was specially designed by Peter Winkler. And now it is time to break up our little gathering for tonight. We'll meet again real soon around this hour. Join us at that time. And now Good night.